Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into a live edition of Buna Regional High School Drama Club's podcast, Curtain Talk. It's KB and Corey coming at you from Martin's Catering for our annual breakfast. And Corey, I got to tell you, I love a live podcast in the morning. Oh, it's so exciting. Um, I am so glad that we are doing this. It's our first time ever podcasting at our breakfast fundraiser, which is super exciting. Uh, great day for the kids. Great day for the show. Um, some advertising, some basket fundraisers. So it's really, really exciting. And we are live for the people who aren't here yet on Twitter and Facebook. So be a friend, tell a friend. If you're watching live, uh, comment. We'll we'll read the comments and everything going on on Facebook. But Corey, we got a fun topic to talk about today, and that's fundraising. Yes, um, which is super, super important for. Um, like smaller theater companies, especially like high schools or community theaters. So it's it's really helpful for the students too to branch out and kind of get like an extra step into their show, especially the way that we do our fundraiser. Um, even though it's a breakfast fundraiser, we get like some sneak peeks from the show. The students get to walk around and kind of like talk about the show, kind of get to get the inside scoop of the show, which is super, super exciting. Yeah, and on our most recent episode, we talked about some new ways we're going to be advertising this year, which we'll mention throughout this episode as well. We're going to be doing podcast ads this year, Corey, and I can't tell you how excited I am for that, being in our tier list. So if you are an advertiser, you're looking to uh, you know get your business out there through our production of The Adams Family, you can advertise on this podcast. And there are different tiers available on our website, which is linked in every description of the podcast. It's linked in our social media profiles. And I can't wait to start doing live ad reads on the pod because we're going to put a little Adam's Family twist on them. It's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, and it's podcasting is on the up and coming. Like a lot of people that I know listen to podcasts on their drives, on their way to work, or even when they're at work and they're doing like computer stuff. So definitely, definitely, if you're interested in putting a podcast in for us, we have all the information. You can reach out to any cast members if your family or friends. And also take some sneak peeks into the show and come to the breakfast and we'll have ads that you can purchase right here. Right. We got ads that you can purchase on site. We've got basket raffles going on. We got 50, 50 going on. So come out to Martin's catering right now uh, for quality breakfast. Yes. And of course, come support the Buna regional high school drama club. Corey, you brought up this topic of fundraising with, you know, theater, local, uh, you know, community outreach and everything. So in your opinion, you having been on stage a number of times, how important is fundraising to what we do, you know, when it comes to putting on a show? Fundraising is, I would say it's not the ultimatum for a lot of theaters, but it helps so much. And it also brings the community together. That's a big thing for um, 
theater companies that are high schools that are just starting up that are community even regional um i've seen a lot of them do fundraisers and it kind of gives a sense into the community in the area that you're performing in and it really gives people a look into not only the performers lives on stage and what characters they're playing but on the inside and like what it takes to actually put that production together which is really cool because a lot of people don't always see that they just go see a show and they see what's on the stage and they don't normally see what goes behind it to put that production together because uh, this fundraiser that we have is a huge help and a huge part of our productions. That's like the main thing that really kind of shows is that sense of the community and the sense of getting the knowledge of everything that goes into it. 100%. I think it's also just a way to, you know, even when cast members move on and graduate and everything, those four years they're here, it helps build a sense of, you know, camaraderie between some of these local businesses, some of these local advertisers and everything that come in and support the show and, you know, they see what we're able to do one year the following year they're like oh wow like they put on a production let's go advertise again because it's going to get our business out there with how well these performances end up being yeah and our shows usually have really really good um audiences and really we have we have crowded houses as well which is really really cool um especially for a small town like us but a lot of people get to come to our fundraisers and our shows. And a lot of them are alumni, like you were talking about. Um, we even, I see people here that graduated last year, two years ago, 10 years ago. It's, it builds that sense of family and community and people want to come back. I've seen people that have advertised that our students go on to work for them, which is really exciting. And those connections wouldn't have been made if we didn't have these fundraisers to start with and the people didn't come to see our shows. So it's a domino effect of everything that can go into just one event. 100%. I think, you know, you bring up, like, you see the connections that build outside of, of you know, these companies advertising with us. And you see just the way that it, it kind of helps mold an outer layer of this little family that we have here at Buna. And I think it's one of the coolest things is year in and year out when we start getting these Playbill ads and now we'll have podcast ads and everything. It's a lot of recurrence. You see people coming back and you see them wanting to support what we do. And I think that's the coolest aspect of it because, you know, for doing podcasting is one of my jobs. That's one of the things you try to build is, you know, that communication, that line of communication. You want to build that relationship with companies and you want them to come back and, and realize what product you're putting out and make sure that it's something that aligns with them. And year in and year out, we see multiple companies coming back because they want to advertise with us because they see what Bune is able to, able to do and what we're capable of. Yeah, and it's also the sense that we don't become familiar faces. Uh, they become a part of the Buna drama family. So that's also another aspect is we go for bat for our family. We always try to advertise and try to um, give business whenever we can. And a lot of the times too is a lot of our advertisers and a lot of people that help us with our like shows, building stage, building um, the set, props, everything like that is a lot of people that buy our ads and it becomes that big family and we always go to each other, which is really cool as well. And I think the, the added addition, like we talked about on the episode of the pod that came out on Saturday, with the addition of podcast ads and being able to advertise digitally, you get an ad every single episode we're doing for the run of this show, depending on the tier you're in you're going to be in people's cars. You're going to be in people's ears 
whenever they're listening to our podcast, which we get listeners, believe it or not. So, I mean, it, it really pays for itself by just getting one of the tiers that has a podcast ad because your business is going to get out there to hundreds and hundreds of people, which is unbelievable to think about since we only started this podcast last March. We're, we're not even a full year into doing Curtain Talk yet, which is crazy to think about. Um, but I think the the power of being able to blast out these advertisers, these companies and everything to our community on multiple platforms also pays for itself with all the tiers we have. You're getting so many different branches of, of getting your business's name out there to the community. I think that's huge, especially in the you know times we're in right now with the pandemic still happening. I think it's huge for these companies to be able to get their name out there in any way possible. Yeah, and I would also say that like a lot of people don't watch TV anymore. We have Hulu, Netflix. There's a whole bunch of streaming platforms. And so a lot of those don't have normal ads where when you get a podcast, it's almost like you're getting a television commercial. So it's using that aspect because podcasting is up on the rise and so many people use it that you have that amazing um, reach in your hands to have that commercial. And it's similar to like how we started advertising the show like with kind of like self-promotion with all of our cast members back during sister act when i was like we're going to change the way we advertise we're going to advertise ourselves you're going to get your friends your family out here by using your platforms we we kind of took our our advertising model for the show as a way to just promote who was in the show it was like i'm going to come to rehearsal damn near every day and i'm going to you know blast pictures and everything in our group chat for you guys to post you need to tag the drama club you need to tag me you need to tag mrs bryant in these posts so we know that you're posting mm-hmm. and ever since then every year to capacity that we've been able to have we've sold out yeah. so i think the the power of digital advertising right now is massive and the fact that these kids have a platform they have people that follow them on instagram on tiktok on twitter whatever it may be that's how you have to sell. You have to sell yourself to the people that are in your circle to come out and support you. And it's very similar to, you know, normal, you know, Hollywood movie and TV and everything like that, where you see these big name actresses and actors posting stuff every single day about movies that they're in shows that they're in. It's the same thing at this level, just that more of a community base. Yeah. And I have people that I've done shows with in the past or like even just friends that I say, like, I'm in a show and they're like, I'm going to be there. So you build that connection, too, with other people around the theater community. And then they speak words because the theater community, even though it's people think it's huge, everybody almost knows everybody. So when you have that that aspect of it, you should be able to reach out to so much more space as well on top of your family and your friends and your acquaintances. You're, you're in school. You're in classes. Get your friends to come, your classmates to come, your teachers so we should be able to fill seats no matter what. And then we advertise our podcast and then the podcast advertisements go from there. It really is. And I mentioned this earlier. It's, it's a domino effect, which is really cool to see from the inside. You can see each domino kind of connecting to the next one and kind of pushing that forward. And that's why I think it's so funny that like it feels like we were the first ones and i still feel that way we were the first ones to really have that digital podcasting platform for a theater department like whether it's the high school level local community theater like it blows my mind to this day that like there aren't more 
yeah. instances where you see different high schools, different community theaters having a podcast to help self-promote themselves. It's the easiest thing to do. And like, obviously, I charge like triple. I can come help you do it, but <laughs> yeah, I charge triple that what I do here. Um, but it not it weird to you now? Because you said like podcasting from somebody who's on the outside who doesn't do it, you know, as a, a job it's on the up and up. A lot more people are starting to get into podcasting than they were, you know, two, three, five years ago when I started podcasting. So it, it is really interesting that the theater community still isn't getting behind that as a way to advertise because you know, I know you look for any which way you can advertise, yeah. you know, for a show, for whatever it may be. And I feel like this is the easiest way to do it. It, it definitely is, and, like, I, I listen to podcasts, like, anyway, not even just ours. I love listening to ours, even though I'm in most of them, because I like hearing the stories again. And I've looked in the past for theater podcasts to hear kind of what we do and give the stories, give the background, like, a new aspect on theater. And a lot of people don't do that. Like, they do have, like, some theater podcasts that, like, talk about certain shows or certain people. Like, and that's great. You get a little bit of knowledge, but... When you talk about like a whole theater in general and you grow with each thing and you're not on one topic like we do, that's, I think, what a lot of people need in like a theater podcast. It's it's entertaining. It's you're learning. So that's kind of what like a podcast should be a lot of the time, unless you're going to hear like a comedian is kind of that aspect of it. It's that, you know, not to be cliche, but for us, it's that peek behind the curtain. It gives you an opportunity to see what we do on a week-to-week -week basis. And, you know, starting in a, a week or so, we're going to start doing two episodes a week. You know, there's going to be an episode that's kind of like whole group type episode. And then me and Corey are going to try to take the reins and, and really pump out, you know, one episode throughout the week as well. But I, I think it's one of those things where you learn more as a listener, too, if you're somebody who's trying to support the arts, support you know, a, a local theater community, a, a, you know, a high school theater community, you learn more so about what goes into a production. You learn more about the cast. You get an opportunity to see, like, the hard work that goes into, you know, from the day, you know, uh, auditions are all the way through the end of a run. And I think for where the arts are right now in terms of for lack of a better term, quote unquote, like respectability, I'd say, you know, in especially in the high school hemisphere of, of like the arts and everything. I think it's a way for a lot of people to learn how truly dedicated a cast is and how difficult it is to pull off a production. And it's wild to think about all the productions we've been able to pull off over the last couple of years. And since I've been here, honestly, and this podcast gives people now that opportunity to really get an inside look at how difficult it really is yeah and that's like a big thing for ours too is like the stories that we tell the kind of inside scoop sometimes we give like foreshadowing sometimes we give hints sometimes we just tell people like certain things that are really cool about our production we and even give like an extension of notes so yeah. that our cast is listening it's like hey we might not have enough time after rehearsal to you know bang out these notes but there's going to be notes on the podcast, so you better listen because it's going to be there for you. Yeah, and it's our listeners get that um, inside scoop right then, and they get to come to our show, and they get to see as the show goes on 
oh, cool, I was listening and I heard them mention this or I heard them foreshadow that, you kind of get that excitement and that anticipation. And when you're sitting in the audience, you kind of get that aspect of like you're more in depth into the show than just coming and sitting in the audience and watching it, which is great anyway, because we try to make our shows as interesting as possible and as intricate. Because a lot of, especially high school productions, you don't get that time to work in the intricacies that people can really notice like they do on like a Broadway or a regional set, like these little hidden gems, like kind of how like the Disney parks have the hidden mm -hmm. pickies everywhere. We do that sometimes and we're able to have like the little things like how we had the bird and in the heights um, over top of Abuela's stoop because of um, the birds that she would sing about in her songs. So it's those little things that people get to find that excite everybody in the cast because they kind of have that inside scoop. Yeah, and I was talking on our, our previous episode with Mrs. Bryant that we recorded on Friday when we saw the little messages in the group meet come through of this person was added and you see the alumni coming back. I wanted to get your perspective on that because I think it's one of the coolest parts of this show, especially just like kind of the season we've had so far with All Together Now, with Christmas Carol and seeing, you know, so many alumni come back for ATN and then seeing those little notifications in the group meet, it's like, oh, Emma Davis has joined the group. Brianna Walters has joined the group. Lane Bernazzi's joined the group. Like, I think that speaks volumes about just this particular theater department and just the, the community and the family aspect of it. And to see these alumni ranging in, you know, graduation years and everything, wanting to come back, wanting to help support this program even if they're like Emma, who's, you know, 10 years removed from being on stage as a student, I think it's one of the coolest things about this program that you continue to see alumni coming back to support, whether it's, you know, these guys helping out with the production, people coming back and, you know, buying a ticket and sitting and watching a show, coming out to a, a breakfast fundraiser. I think it's one of the coolest things to see. Yeah, especially like if they come back and help for a production, they, they know it's like, oh, I'm not going to get back on stage, but I want to help in any way because they see that the students who are still um, a part of the high school program, they're getting their moments and they're getting their knowledge and they're getting their time to shine. And a lot of them, especially this show, are people that haven't had leads with us yet or haven't had certain aspects or a lot of first show people. So they get to kind of sit where we have that vantage point. Now they have it and they get to see what we see all the time. And that's the growth of the program. And honestly, as well as the help that they were able to do in providing the growth for the program. So I think that knowledge is a great aspect to have as an alumni because you get a little bit more respect for the craft, but then you also feel that joy of being able to come back and help even if it's in just a tiny way. You, it's, and nothing is really tiny in helping with the theater program. Everything that everybody helps us with is humongous and it's, very grateful to kind of sit back and even see just a handful of alumni come back because it's it releases like pressure off of everybody's shoulders mm -hmm. and it's it's fun it's it's really fun to kind of see them come back and see a new perspective a new person um somebody that has like a new view on life outside of just the high school theater program it's really exciting to see yeah and i think you you know you talk about things that are a big help martin's custom catering huge help for us that's a live yes. ad read uh yes. come on out to our breakfast we are live here from martin's catering we're gonna have 50 50 going on basket auction going on we're gonna have live performances once we sign off from the podcast here 
in about 15 minutes. But Corey, I want to uh, ask you, you know, where we're at right now in this production. And you've obviously just taken on full blown the choreography, no pun intended, of this show. How do we feel right now of where we're at sitting here Sunday, January 16th? Obviously, opening is the end of February, but where we are right now in terms of, you know, this show, in terms of where we're at choreography wise, how are we feeling on a scale one to 10? Um, I would say, honestly, like, I feel great. Like, I'm at a 10. Um, I'm very happy with the progress. I feel like Miss Bryant is as well, and also Miss Baker. Like, but something that's different with this production is we've never been able to have our own set area. So I've always kind of helped everywhere that I could. And it's been great, but this show is different in the sense that we had a little bit more of a shortened time, which scared us a little bit. We weren't sure what that was going to be like, but I think that switch that we had this year that I took over choreography, Miss Bryant's direction, and then the music direction with Miss Baker, we were able to sit down. And I honestly think that was the best option. And we're planned out and we've never been like that. And we've been very um, able to like bounce around and really switch things if we needed to, which is super helpful, especially like in the time that we are in now and you have to always constantly be on your feet. But because we are and we're so connected to each other, we're able to kind of get it in a grasp that we can still hold. And the way that we're planning everything out to be a finished line of us teaching looks really good. And I'm excited for what it's going to bring to the show because it gives so much time for fine detail. And I'm super excited for the audience to see that because I think it's going to bring something new to the Venus stage. Yeah. And I think, you know, another aspect is we brought up the alumni too. Having Sophia in the fold, I think is such a, a godsend. Yes. Like, Sof's talent alone in her pinky finger is more than I can ever imagine. More than anybody could even fathom. And to have somebody of Sophia's caliber, as Sarah's here, alumni extraordinaire, um, to have somebody of Sof's caliber, talent wise, just, you know, eye test wise and ear test wise, yes, in our back pocket is such a huge benefit for us. And I'm so thrilled. That Sophie is part of this, you know, production team. Yes, I completely agree. And it's another, um, like, it's another ear. It's another set of eyes. It's another person giving specific notes that only they can see. And it's really cool to kind of have that vantage point as well. Because, like you said, Sophia has an extreme amount of talent. And she's an alumni. So having that extra help and seeing that outside point in the growth since the program is amazing and it really helps because then she can fine tune what she knows about the program to really help what's going on. And Soph's in that like age bracket where, you know, I'm a little bit older, obviously, but to have Soph kind of be not exactly an older alumni, but like still in kind of like that, just a little bit removed yeah. from her high school career to now being in that alumni hemisphere also allows her to help bring people in to come see the show in her age demographic that she was able to work with on stage outside of school everything like that and i think that's yeah. a huge benefit as well in terms of just marketing our show helping with fundraising and getting people into seats once february rolls around yeah and she's great at that so it, it helps so 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 much but um it really it's it's exciting to see not even just the stage grow and how who's on it because last year we were middle school and high school mm -hmm. together 
and we have the same actually a little bit more students than we did last year and it's just high school so it's the growth of the program it's the growth of the people that want to do theater it's the growth of reaching out and the alumni coming back we have this huge support system and it's also our production team is growing which is really really cool because it started from the ground and it really is building up this foundation and it all comes back uh, to Miss Bryant, she mm -hmm. really, she really built like this amazing team, and I, I personally like work well with everybody on the team, and I think it's that sense of being able to have that connection with everybody that really makes our production stand out from other ones. Yeah, and I think you look at other high schools and you look at other like community theaters and you try to see like how close knit their cast is. Yeah, and I think. The close knittedness, if that's even you know an adverb, um, of a of a cast is an extension of the close knittedness of a production team. Yeah, and that projecting kind of onto the cast, and you see that year in and year out. You know, even if we just go from the Corey Critelli era of you being here, I feel like the camaraderie and the the fun and just like the jokes that we're able to get off, and then being able to flip that switch and still having that serious aspect and kind of having that, you know, person in charge mantra. Yeah. It reflects in our cast. It reflects in how well they're able to perform on stage. And I think that is such a huge part of what this particular, you know, theater department is all about. Yeah. And especially like the past couple of years, like especially within the Heights and this show, we're in a good space with teaching that it gives them a lot of time to kind of, get used to their characters, get used to the feel of the stage, get used to the set and what they kind of have to um, be around and each other as their characters. So it kind of makes them feel a little bit more comfortable and it makes us feel a little bit more at ease that we're not having to rush into anything, which sometimes with high schools, and it was like that a little bit with Hairspray coming in, but we still had so much fun with it. It's being able to really kind of unwind while still making sure everything is clean and polished. And I think that's what kind of gives it that extra kind of oomph to the show is them feeling comfortable with it and then being able to have fun with it. Because that's a huge thing. You don't want them to go on stage feeling stressed, feeling like they're not going to complete something correctly because they just learned it last week. We should be able to finish weeks before the show and have them just kind of run it and run it and get familiar with it and have a good aspect with it. Yeah, and I think one of the other benefits of in the heights and now adam's family last year obviously within the heights mrs bryant was in that show has performed in that show you've performed in the adams family so yeah. you know this show quite well and i think that's such a an added bonus and a nice little like you know it's almost like extra credit almost with yeah. from our perspective of being on the production team is like if there's any questions about the show especially for me where it's like okay how is this gonna run i can just go to you and be like yo where should i post up to take a photo where should i be posted up for this scene you know i think that's going to be so huge moving forward from where we are now until we have opening night that we have somebody on our production staff who was in the show yeah and that's a huge thing for uh miss brian and i is even though we've been in certain shows like that was something that we didn't have for hairspray neither of us had been in it right but for this show um we had both been in them so we're able to, Vinny's just watching. Hi, Vinny. Vinny, would you like a microphone? Uh, I'm about to warm up, so I can't. But I need a little iPad. Uh, the iPad is under here. 
Vinny had a, a commercial interruption for our help. But to continue, uh, while we're going through this, um, we are able to kind of sit back and kind of take what we've done and do something completely different. Because we know that we've been in these productions. We don't want people that have seen ours that we've been in to kind of come and see, oh, I've seen this before. So we kind of bring a new, fresh image to the show, which is really exciting. And that's been a huge thing for me with choreography is I want them to come to see the show, anybody, not even just people that have seen mine that I was in, to come and see something new, something fresh, something that'll keep their attention the entire time. And I think that's what's really cool for Miss Bryant taking over full direction is she's able to really hone in on the characters and give something new, like a fresh level to these characters, which are especially having them be so familiar to everybody. Like the Adams family is super iconic and we have the original show. We have the original live action movies. We have the new animated movies. So there's so many people that are familiar with these characters and they each get slightly different takes. So it's exciting for them, for people to come see our new fresh take. And it's not, drastically different from the show but it gives a new aspect into their lives into these characters and into their minds really yeah and that's what i like about all these shows that we end up you know performing is that in my 10 shows i've done with the Buna regional school district with carmen it's i i've known two of the shows going in that i had seen beforehand and that's in the heights when Mrs. Bryan was in it, and I knew uh, Into the Woods because when I was in middle school, I was in the pit band for it. Yeah. Other than that, I go into these shows blind because I enjoy it more that way. Like, obviously, I know the characters of the Adams family from the original show and everything like that, but I don't know the the musical interpretation of it, and I enjoy not knowing things because it gives me a fresh perspective to kind of just go in unprecedented when I'm taking photos for everything and kind of learning the show throughout the process with our cast is one of the more exciting parts for me and what I'm able to pull off because it's just, I'm going in blind. Yeah. Which is exciting too, because a, a lot of people do that. A lot of people go to shows not knowing what the show is about. Even if it's something familiar, like the Adams family, you don't know the storyline of the show. You don't know if there's any new characters, you don't know what the plot is going to be like. And it kind of gives that fresh aspect. Um, and the people that are familiar with the show, and taking it into like a different direction. And a lot of that is set too. Like the set for the show can be so vastly different per production. Um, so I think that's gonna also enhance our show. And that's gonna be exciting for the people who have done it or who have seen it. Um, and it really helps having people in the audience while we're doing production stuff, not when the show is open that haven't seen the show um, while we're putting it together. So you can kind of see what's gonna hit with the audience and if anything needs to be like tweaked or if anything needs to be maybe held a little bit longer, something like that. And it, it gives a new vantage point. Yeah. And it allows me to kind of just piece this puzzle together that I, I do in my brain. And every night I'm just like, okay, I need to remember to take a photo of that. I need to remember this scene here. I need to, you know, take that picture sooner. I need to be on my, on my mark that much quicker, that much later. And I think that's the fun part about just learning a show, too. And you guys are going to be able to see that. You're going to be able to hear all of that on this podcast. I'd say at least one of the two episodes are probably going to be live every week on our social media pages. So follow us on social at Buna Drama Club, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, 
be sure to check out our website for any updated information on tickets, on fundraising. Get those tiers in, those fundraising yep. tiers. They are live. They are available. Uh, you get podcast ads in a lot of those tiers. I think it starts at the gold tier, if I'm not mistaken, or silver tier maybe. Uh, but all the way up silver, all the way up to diamond yeah. podcast ads. I noticed a lot of it's them had be huge. Yeah. So get those podcast ads in, digital playbill ads, all that good stuff. Help support Buna Regional High School Drama Club's production of the Adams Family. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can leave five-star ratings and reviews. It really helps to go a long way because it helps more and more people find the podcast. It helps kind of like tweak that algorithm quite a bit. And then uh, leave five-star ratings on Spotify now. You can leave those ratings on Spotify. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Any final thoughts, Corey? Um, if you're watching us, you can kind of see and you can kind of hear as well. A lot of the students are coming into our area because we are going to start performances soon. So if you haven't made it, we're going to do a couple of them. So come and join us. It's exciting. We still have breakfast. We're going to have breakfast almost until the very end. We have these baskets. We have these ad forms here, 50-50. So come join us. Come join us for a fun time and get a sneak peek of the Adams Family coming to you February 24th, 25th, and 26th. And big thank you to Martin's Catering for having us for our breakfast fundraiser. Uh, would not be possible without them. Yep. And uh, until the next episode of the podcast, cue the blackout. Yes. Yes.